rolling? Are we rolling? Check, check, one, two. We're rolling like a tank into Kiev. God. <laughs> Is it Kiev or Kiev? I, I've always said Kiev. I've heard it many times both ways this week. Right? All right. Yeah. Exciting. So yeah. we're off to a great start. We do not know how to pronounce the <laughs> capital of Ukraine. No. Yep. But I do know not to call it the Ukraine. No. So at least we're there. <laughs> no. No, because Ukraine means uh, borderland, basically. Yeah. It means edge, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Edge so, of Russia. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're calling it the edge of Russia, that inde- uh, indefinite article, or no, definite article, right? The is a definite article. A is indefinite article. Man, wow. look, I only tutored writing for like six years. So yeah, you're going to okay. have to give me some, okay. cut me some slack. On well, you know, I don't know. This conflict is sort of edging us in a way, you know, <laughs> Yo. taking us to Yo. the brink, if you will. All right, so I not much in the news, so no, no, I'm just gonna have a chill, back, chill recording laid, laid sesh back. today. Like, could couldn't we have had like a month between worldwide pandemic and like possible nuclear conflagration? Like, no, couldn't no, we no. just like no, both space those apart <laughs> a little bit more? Where 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 would the fun in that be? David? Yeah, right. <clears throat> okay. So. All right, so um. In case you're listening to this in the future, or you have not paid attention to any news at all over the last, what, five days? I mean, if you're living in a cave, then yeah. that's probably the only way that you don't know that Russia has invaded Ukraine. Yeah. <clears throat> so, how about that, huh? Yeah. It's pretty crazy, huh? It's almost like we wanted that to happen. Yeah. I, w- I didn't want that to I, happen. <laughs> I want to start by saying that I don't understand almost anything and that's especially true when it comes to this topic. <laughs> um, and so, like, I, like, it's been, there are people who I, you know, my, everything is filtered through fucking Twitter because that's the world that I have chosen to live in for myself. And, like, there are people who I like and respect and think are smart who are disagreeing with each other. Mm-hmm, and it's like mm-hmm. when mommy and daddy are fighting and I don't, <laughs> I don't like it. Like, people are mad at DSA and, like, DSA is mad at Lee Carter and, like, I don't like that guy, but, like, everybody else is just, it, it's, you know, so I am trusting David, who is the smartest person that I know. Bring clarity to the situation. He, he yeah, because you read a lot about it and you seem to understand it in a way that I don't. Yeah. Uh, um, so, I, so I, I, I've put my notes down. Right, I'm going to speak from from the heart for yeah. a moment, right? <laughs> because yeah, you know, like not only are tanks rolling into Kiev, I'm going to say Kiev. All right, for this episode, I know it's chicken Kiev, so that's got to be how there, it is. Nobody's go. ever said chicken Kiev. <laughs> that's a good point. Um, you know, I'm putting my notes down and be serious and say like, like this week I have had to like look into the eyes of someone whose entire family is in Ukraine right now. Like, I know, I do understand the gravity of the situation. Of course, this podcast tries to mix in some levity. So, like, that's where that's coming from, is to, like, deal with this. It's not because... We uh, love people being blown up. Yeah, That is not what we love. And it's also, like, to, you know, like, start throwing around, like, you're a Russian puppet bullshit, I think is also uh, demeans, like, the situation also. So, I think anyone that, like, as soon as you start talking about, like, why russia's doing like trying to understand like we were talking Brittany and i were talking about this on the way over uh to chris's house to podcast Brittany, you were saying right like like maybe we should understand what like 
Like, why are people so mad about, like, listening to why Putin is doing this in the first place? Yeah, like, isn't when, that... when people talk about the role of NATO in this conflict and the expansion of NATO eastward in violation of, you know, lots of agreements that NATO would not continue to expand towards Russia's borders, when Putin cites that as an explanation for why they are invading Ukraine, saying that... It doesn't make you puppeting Putin's talking points. It means that you understand his rationale for what he's doing. And I don't know, maybe just at the level of geopolitics, we should try to understand the motivations of massive world powers with lots of nuclear weapons when they're invading other countries. Like, it, 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 there's like this tendency. I don't know. That sounds pretty traitorous to me. <laughs> and I do think <laughs> this is another thing that I was mentioning to David. Like, I think that one of the reasons that we're just getting such bird brain takes across across the the airwaves is that we're coming at the end of six years of a fever pitch of like russophobia and like yep. you know the the liberal media just like mm-hmm. convincing everybody that putin is behind every fucking dark corner and everything that you don't like in the world is orchestrated by russian troll farms and you know wherever and i think that that's like playing a big role too in people's re- reactions to this absolutely um yeah so yeah 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 and and i like i i don't want to i I guess i should say put my cards on the table of like my day job in case people don't know what that is in this show is that i my title believe it or not (laughs) he has like yeah think about think back to all of the things that i've said about (laughs) like poop and like uh, how funny it is when people like uh, jerk off in inappropriate places. Like I don't know, just like think of all that stuff, right? Like yeah. all all the things, all the completely unprofessional things that I've said. Yes, right? uh, I I am a multitude. I contain yeah. contradictions just like anyone else. All right, uh, titles I have held: associate research advisor to the Social Science Research Council. Okay, in their in their uh, um conflict oh what was the forgot the, the i haven't forgot the name of the section it was like like global conflict yeah like where you like i write memos about like the implications of drone warfare on like american media you know or and right now my day job is di- again believe it or not director of globalization studies at the university at albany right which is a r1 like research one institution that we um, get it you have yeah. a huge cost uh, yeah okay. it, yeah right and so and, and and so like when i when i took that job i definitely had a ton of imposter syndrome because yeah. you know like my, my dissertation was an international project yeah right but besides that i don't i don't know like i only got invited to two countries before all right. And was one of them Russia? <laughs> China. Okay. Right. Uh, um, the pretty, other pretty sus. Yeah. Pretty sus. Yeah. Though the other one, Ghana, was oriented to uh, the Soviet Union uh, once it got free of the UK. And then, uh, as a theme that we'll see today, uh, got fucking uh, like destroyed by Rex. the CIA. Yeah. Yeah. The CIA killed that guy. You mean pulled into the fold yeah. of, you know. The, um, liberated yeah yeah liberated the democratic yeah. alliance of uh states yeah yeah no kwame and kuma uh loved himself some uh some not not national socialism that's nazis right but in, in countries that uh 
where their flag has never like flown over a conquered capital, right? You know, nationalism has a different flavor to it. Yeah. And if you add some, they're allowed to be proud. Yeah, they're allowed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which is, I, I mean, like that, like that's also important for what we're like. What I, I was thinking of talking about today about Jakarta, about Indonesia, also like yep. this. You know, that was a, a also a nationalist project meant to uh, as part of like the non-alignment movement against both the Soviet Union and the United States, uh, and uh, we wrecked them, too. You know, like, so that's, you know, largely where the United States learned to, like, do all of its black sites and, and torture regimes was in Indonesia. To yeah. We killed, like, 500,000 people there uh, to, to prevent them from, like, splitting off from... Yeah, and the killers are, like, still in charge of the government. Yeah. And yeah. they brag about it. Yeah, they brag about like individually, like cutting off like thousands of heads. Yeah, it's fucking Samantha Power, who's like, I mean, like, isn't old enough to have done what we did in Jakarta in the '60s, but like, like definitely read the playbook and updated it for, uh, I don't know, for the internet. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, check out that the shit act happens. of killing. Really, yeah, really interesting, and yeah. fucked up documentary or the Jakarta method. You know, yeah. great book. But yeah, so, so I, I, I say like the 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 stuff about me just like one, it's important to see you know like who's talking to you, right? Like what, like where my biases lie, uh, and, and and also to you know just say like even me in that position, I like when I when I had a ton of imposter syndrome, I also took a lot of time to start learning a lot more about the international, like the world outside the United States, which turns out is huge. It's so much. There's yeah. so much stuff out there. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. This is, it, you can fit like two Earths in the United States. Like yeah. it's really big. Like you know, it's not as big as the United States, but they're really big. You can only big. fit two of them in there. And it, as Dave and I were discussing on the way over, like Americans in general and American leftists, where the real problem is, just don't really know anything about anything no. outside of the United States. Yeah, myself included. Yeah. So and so we're uh, I, I, we're just going to go into this with the energy of like you know we're at the end of Black History Month. So let's go in this with the, uh, the, 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 the energy of Martin Luther King, who said that America is the greatest purveyor of violence in the world. Yeah. <laughs> Hell so, yeah. You know, we're number one, baby. We're, we're number one. Uh, yeah, but I feel like we're sort of stealing the current violence's thunder <clears throat> with that statement. So, you, you know, maybe. You know, that yeah. is, you know it's true. like, it's not always our time to shine, okay? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's time to decenter America, all right? Russia, it's all you, baby. You, your Slavic uh, race is is doing all the violence right now. Good job. Yeah. Uh, no. So I, I, I'm gonna. We'll, we'll have a, a ton of uh, links in the show notes on this. I'm gonna go back and forth uh, on a couple different uh, things. There's one in the L. There's something. There's gonna be something in the L.A. Times about the CIA's role in in Ukraine, which is like pretty amazing that you see that in any major publication today at all. Uh, um. But it's but there it is. Hopefully the link is still up by the time you're listening. Yeah, to this. right. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and then there, and then there's also a bunch of stuff from uh, Covert Action Magazine, which is an important publication that's done a lot of stuff to like you know, uh, um, like everything that they like every article that they cite have has like a references section that mm. go to like original documents. Like it's a ve- it's a very Ooh, I love documents well regarded <laughs> uh, publication on, on this stuff. And you know, and they you know they publish like you know former CIA. Uh, people who like saw the light and and mm. people from the state department like like really like folks you can trust yes yeah, so, yeah folks you can trust right you know like, i mean that both flippantly and not like, right yeah yeah, they're, yeah they're, exactly they're, they're yeah in the know, so, yeah, yeah right but, um and, and and so like i mean like 
it's on that same riff, right? Like when you look uh um to the mainstream press, right? You get like 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 ghouls like like a um uh, who's that? Oh yeah, Nicole Wallace, right? Who is an MSNBC anchor, like a daytime NBC anchor. Who is the fucking George W. Bush's communications director? Like like who like, wrote the the press releases on the Iraq War? Right? Mm-hmm. Is on the liberal Ser- news yeah. channel. Served up some yellow cake. Yeah, it was right. Delicious. And like and so she was interviewing um the the guy who uh uh did the first impeachment of Trump the, from the Southern District in New York um the former assistant US attorney and he uh he had this great quote about um it was about he was talking about Michael Flynn and how and all of his stuff about Russia and uh um the, all the election interference stuff, and he says, this is what happens in banana republics around the world where the United States takes a very active role in preventing that kind of military coup, <laughs> which is really fucking funny. Wow. Which I, like, I don't know if he, um, like, caught himself, and he's like, oh, no, I mean, like, we pr- try to prevent it. We're not active in doing it. Like, <laughs> no, 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 bro. Uh, but we are, right? Um, but also, like, I mean, like, think about that, right? Like, that's a... The, like the the top like resistance lib kind of person, right? Someone that's uh, running the like the impeachment of Trump, right? You should be you should like be sucking his dick, right? If you're a lib, and wait, I am. Yeah, wait, this is Michael Flynn. Uh, uh well, the, the, it's the guy that is is like he's commenting on Michael. Flynn. Oh, okay, sorry. His his name is Daniel Goldman. In okay, case, in case you care. But um uh uh, but yeah yeah, I mean like like talking to a George W. Bush like comms flack mm-hmm. like yeah it was yeah. gross it's so fucking gross also does anyone remember what the fuck we impeached donald trump for the first time perfect phone call the perfect phone call yeah what was that perfect phone call about uh ukraine it, yeah <laughs> it was about cutting off arms to ukraine yeah like we impeached a sitting president to stop him from preventing the fucking pentagon from just churning out abrams tanks and and like spy equipment for ukraine like that's how important the united states thinks it is to like make ukraine an aggressor that as we see now we don't back them up once it happens which is pretty fucked up yeah because if your homie is pumping you up at the bar telling you to go for it (laughs) this is exactly what it is yeah and then and then she turns you down and he's laughing yeah that's not your friend yeah not your friend pal or it's like you can take him no you can fucking take him bro yeah yeah okay okay i i've seen you you bench pressing like you can fucking do it you can totally fucking do it go do it go fucking do it yeah and then just getting like Rip, just, just beat the shit out of in the parking lot. Like, oh man, laughing. that was you but, shouldn't have done that, bro. But all right, for for this analogy, this would imply that Ukraine um, threw the first punch. Which, like, yeah. you know, is that what the the historical record really shows here? It, it is. It okay in the the this analogy, it would be like a guy um, getting like s- sitting like. At, uncomfortably close to the russian guy and saying like man i can like i have uh like these uh brass knuckles that yeah, i would love to use fighting words yeah yeah this this the guy that your arch enemy just gave me a bunch of brass knuckles <laughs> and man like i hope i don't have to use it i hope i don't have to use it he's telling me i should use it like that that is the the the, the more correct analogy i guess here let's let's get into both the the reputation of the guy that's egging on Ukraine, right? 
good old Joe. That's Bl- us, right? Yeah, uh, okay. Joe the Plumber America. Remember that guy? Remember Joe I the Plumber? I do remember yeah. Joe the Plumber, yeah. Not a plumber. General contractor. And man was not a plumber. I don't know why we settled on plumber. Because it's, you know, it's, yeah. a, it's a cultural touchstone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but first, rapid fire. What are some of the countries that the United States overthrew? Oh, boy. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, 72 of them, right? Yeah, there's a bunch. Well, we're, in we're terms not, of interventions. Yeah, but... I, yeah, I'm not definitely not going to go through all 72, but like, you know, first, uh, Syria. One of our first ones, Syria. You know how well that went. You um, never forget your first. Never forget your first, right? <laughs> that was back in 1946, where they, they uh, overthrew their, um, uh, they had their first elected president, basically, mm-hmm. after uh, uninterrupted uh, um, monarchy, basically. Uh, one of the first covert actions the CIA ever pulled off was uh, a coup in Syria in uh, March 30th, 1949. Uh, and then they also played a decisive role in, of course, Iran. Um, uh, and uh, um, they had elected um, Mosaddegh, you know, free, clear election. Had to, he, but he wanted to nationalize uh, the former British oil industry. So he's got to go. Uh, um, Guatemala, uh, Arbenz in 54, uh, CIA threw him out, uh, use, uh, by equipping paramilitary troops. That sounds pretty familiar today. Um, there's also, uh, P- uh, Patrice Lumumba in the Congo. Uh, there, um, Kennedy, when he was coming into office, wanted to, uh, make Lumumba, uh, um, sorry, yeah, Lumumba, like, like a centerpiece of his foreign policy was getting, like, a, uh, a good working relationship with Lumumba and making sure that he didn't like go full red, like full communist, but was, but even he was like hoping to, Kennedy was hoping to like keep a fair and open like democracy there. And, uh, and, uh, he was, um, the CIA killed Lumumba without, like before, without even his knowing. And uh, and there's like this famous picture of uh you know, the I, it's it's actually become like a reaction gif. It's so like um uh like iconic and people don't even know what uh Kennedy is reacting to. But he's, there's a phone call. It, it's it's a picture of Kennedy taking a phone call and his head's in his hands and it, and it looks like he just like lost in Call of Duty or something. And he's just like, oh fuck, man. Yeah. You know, it's like it, that. It, it's him getting the news that Lumumba was was murdered. Like that—that's—that's that's Kennedy, like well, basically crying like that, in the Oval Office. Just wait till see what the CIA does next. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> right. Um, uh, Bay of Pigs invasion. Uh, you yep. know, listen, listen and, to blowback. Yeah, and several yeah. Uh, further uh, efforts at regime change yeah. or uh, denazification. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, Saigon, uh, Vietnam. Uh, not the one you think, though. We killed our first guy in South Vietnam. Uh, uh, um, uh, uh, DM uh, wasn't uh, gonna was in, installed by Eisenhower. He wasn't he wasn't getting the the votes the numbers on the board. He wasn't getting numbers on the board. It was rookie numbers. They didn't like him. We gotta kick him out. Get someone new in there. Um, Brazil in '64. We helped the, the coup there because we want all of their uh, like uh, citrus and beef. Sugar, right? Uh, it's, it's it's beef. It's citrus. It's sugar. Yeah. That's it, also um, after that uh, for it's also rubber a huge rubber industry to the point that Ford like installed a company town like in the middle of the Amazon uh for for rubber production um that didn't go well they were uh, they 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 uh the workers overthrew the local Ford management because the food was so bad all power to the workers yeah and um, also give your slaves good food if you yeah. want them to stick around yeah, like, for, yeah. Damn. uh and then yeah and then there's a uh Sicarno 
in in uh, um in Indonesia, 1965, there Sukarno wanted to create. This is where oh, um uh the term the third world was uh was like probably at its most um useful mm-hmm. as like a term. It was the idea being like this non-alignment of uh former colonized nations and people into either the you know Western democratic uh bloc or the Soviet Union. Yeah, yeah, it was like it was a group, of, and uh, Sukarno was like um just like this very, very, very popular nationalist of Indonesia that was uh, definitely like onto something. And a lot of people uh, looked up to him as uh, in other countries as like, you know, yeah, we want to do what that guy's doing. So, uh, of course, uh, the CIA supported a bloodbath that is estimated to have killed between 500,000 and a million people. Um, uh, Greece in 1967 uh cia helped back uh the coup that would bring the greek junta to power and the nixon administration covertly supplied it with arms it uh it actually eluded um a a existing american arms embargo to do that by um uh listing the military equipment as um uh unused as old and used and it was like oh no this is scratch and dent shit with it that's allowed (laughs) <laughs> and that, and that, that, that's how they um, they got to do that. Uh, Cambodia, nineteen sixty eight. Chile, seventy three. Australia in nineteen seventy five. Well, what? Yeah, we um uh in nineteen seventy five they had a Labour Party that um wanted to uh uh that found that we had a bunch of ba- CIA bases in Australia um to monitor the Soviet Union, and they wanted those out, and they uh and and they just like were kind of like tired of being. Like America's lackey, uh, so um, we ousted uh, the CIA ousted uh, that labor um, government. Uh, Afghanistan seventy nine. Remember the, our brave Mujahideen fighters, uh, um, Fiji in nineteen eighty seven, and uh, you know, and then we we could keep going, right? You know, like the ones that are most recent, Bolivia, Nicaragua. We can talk about Peru, right? It was just like they're fucking all of them, right? We've done we've done this to like half the planet, right? Um, including fucking Russia itself. Like, we, right, and this is the thing that I, I think is hard to get people to wrap their mind around, is that, like, the, it, this Game of Thrones shit, where it's like, oh, man, you used to be my ally, but now I hate you, even though I put you in power, is, like, that's America's game all the time. Because the idea is to destabilize regions and just improve your chances of, uh, like having someone that is like western facing but a, a good second best option is to just have someone that you could sell arms to regardless of whether or not you like them or they like you as long as they're killing people and buying a shit ton of arms it's 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 pretty cool that's what happened in Egypt uh in the Arab Spring right remember that when like they overthrew uh, like a, a a dictator that li- been there forever, right? And they overthrew him in like 2013, I think it was. And uh, um, but it, but that was a um, uh, a Muslim Brotherhood guy, right? And so like we and so we we didn't like him, but we kept selling arms to him. Th- this administration in January sold him two billion dollars worth of arms, right? That's just like something that we do. All the time. Well, yeah, you're not just going to leave money on the table. I mean, come on, David. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, here's uh, this is uh, according to Reuters, aid was frozen from the Egyptian army 
um, that overthrew uh, Morrissey. Uh, oh, not not the singer, but uh, Mohammed Morrissey. <laughs> um, uh, Obama resisted calling that. He re- that's the other thing is like we can't. Sometimes we don't call it a coup for very specific reasons because of, because we keep tripping over our own dick with like all these different sanctions and other ways that we like immiserate the world by like telling them that they can't like use our dollars to buy oil and stuff, which is a, a way that we project power all the time. But, uh, Obama began relaxing those restrictions just like a year later in 2014. And, and in March 2015, Obama directed the release of 12 Lockheed Martin F-16 aircraft, 20 Boeing Harpoon missiles, 125 M1A1 Abrams tank kits. They have to assemble them themselves. Some assembly required on that. Um, <laughs> and, and, and then we, we've been directing like over billions of dollars in military equipment to them ever since. Yeah. And, you know, ever since um, their uh, record of how they treat dissidents. Yeah. Um, it's not good. Very bad. Yeah. Very, yeah. very bad. Yeah. You don't want to, you don't want to be a dissident in, uh, in Egypt. And then, uh, yeah. But then like, let's go back to Russia itself, right? In the nineties when uh, the Soviet Union's falling apart, um, that doesn't, th- this is crucial to understand, right? Is that like the Soviet Union as an organization, right? As an institution is, fa- is falling apart. It's probably can't be saved. It's a basket case. Um, Gorbachev isn't, you know, isn't probably the best, uh, he's like, he's not like the, the, the devil's chessboard kind of like genius that like Obama was with like, you know, you can say a bunch of bad things about Obama that I would agree with, but like, I would also agree that he was a savvy yeah, he's operator. Savvy politician, yeah. yeah. Like probably one of the best, like, uh, um, uh, who, who is it? Al McCoy, who, um, uh, was the first to unveil in, um, what we were like, that we were losing Vietnam, basically. He did, like, a, like some of the very first uh, uh, reporting um, that really, you know, like, cracked open Vietnam. And that's what um, makes him the real McCoy. <laughs> right? <laughs> he, um, Al McCoy is also, like, um, uh, uh, Jeremy Scahill is, like, um, is his mentor, mm. is, is Al McCoy. Um, and uh, um, uh, he, even he said that, like, Obama is just, like, We've never had like a president that was like so good at geopolitics, yeah, as as Obama was. Um, but uh, which is important here for which I'm going to get to. But what's important is it's like in the '90s we uh, the the Soviet Union's falling apart, but the Communist Party in its constituent countries is still very strong and very popular. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Yeltsin, right? Who is um, it has a like a more western facing liberalized party uh is in the single digits when when it com- when, when like these new elections are are coming up um he's like he he doesn't stand a chance he's also like a sickly alcoholic he's like, not he, a charismatic figure he's not charismatic he's not smart he's not healthy um uh he in declassified ta- uh like phone calls with bill clinton uh, through the uh, once he becomes president, he's like constantly begging us for to get into NATO to uh, um, uh, uh, like get uh, IMF loans, get the loans early. Can you please front the money, bro? You know I'm good for it. No, like no, I'll <laughs> I'll fucking I'll, I man, you know, like you want you want some interballistic missiles? I will destroy those for you. Like he's like he's like just fire sale of the entire country. Yeah. This is what we called in the United States shock therapy was that we uh we had like or Russia had to like get rid of all of the price uh, controls that they were using to keep everything fucking together uh, and we just like you want to talk about like Stalin uh um uh 
uh, uh, creating famines in Ukraine, what we did to like that that enti- the entire Eurasian continent about food and and uh, uh, construction equipment, uh, rent, land prices, it, you were likely to spend about three percent of your income on rent. Three mm. percent under the USSR. Yeah. Uh, here in America today, if you want to get like reduced, um, uh, uh, if you want to get like a quote unquote, like affordable housing, like government right? subsidized, yeah, housing. subsidized housing, uh, they peg, uh, your income to rent ratio at 30%. That is both our, um, agreed upon, uh, benchmark for what housing distressed, like, like you, you, you spend too much on housing but it is also exactly the number that we will put you at if you try to use any program to get so quote-unquote affordable housing we'll just put you at we'll just peg you at 30 yeah yeah Yeah. we're like we look at your income we look at your w-2 and say 30 percent of whatever you make has to be given to your landlord that's that's how we do affordable housing um which by the way the the shock therapy is honestly how um it's it's the biggest lesson that china took when it, yeah. uh, you know, started to do economic reforms in becoming more capitalist um, and, you know, saw what had happened to Russia and was just like, yeah, no, we're not yeah, going to. Yeah, you're not doing that to us. Yeah, yeah. no. Yeah. So um, for this, you know, you, you can go to um, just these names of these, these fucking State Department ghouls. Uh, Strobe Talbot. <laughs> I don't. I, have you ever met anyone named Strobe? No. No. Yeah. yeah. Strobe Talbot, he's the U.S. Deputy Secretary of State under Clinton, um, said it was a quote-unquote credible worry and quote, probably a credible fact that the vote to elect Yeltsin was corrupted, right? That, that this was a, um, a, uh, a, a, an election that we... Corrupted by, by the United by States. By the United States. Yeah. And, um, uh, under him, right? And uh, he's like, yeah, I, I fucking did that. It's fairly common knowledge yeah. that the United States has tampered in basically every russian election since the fall of the ussr but yeah. yeltsin is like the most yeah so consequential I mean, one. <laughs> well, well and also like i mean the fucking time magazine had a front page cover of yeltsin with a little american flag saying with, a, with the headline yanks come to the rescue yeah like we 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 punted the football on that like we yeah. openly said we did that spiked spiked, yeah, spiked the football, the football. Yeah, you don't pun- punt a football you know no you do you punt, do punt football, football but that's a different thing <laughs> yeah punting means basically uh you know putting <laughs> off a decision off. Yeah. yeah yeah it's yeah. like, it's, it's like right. baseball like yeah. when you punt a baseball no no <laughs> no we, there's no punting in baseball right <laughs> that, that's that's bunting <laughs> bunting in baseball <laughs> Um, so, so yeah, they, so they got a grand slam, uh, and it was a uh, slam dunk. It was a slam dunk. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, the, the, the communist party was definitely going to beat Yeltsin, but then suddenly he didn't, they didn't, and they didn't, uh, win again for a second term while Yeltsin was in the fucking hospital. Like. Uh, we're like y- there were just like all of these scenes you can go on YouTube and like find like look uh, up like Yeltsin drunk and there's just like all of these international important conferences where like he can't even get up like the like this guy isn't like a savvy Damn, political operator right you know he's just like a very relatable old drunk sad man like he's just a sad drunk man puppet yeah a puppet um and and, and so like that's 
that's who we installed for like most of the 90s until Putin. And you wonder why, like, I don't, I don't agree with this, of course, but like, you wonder why Putin doesn't want to have elections. Like, yeah. or why the elections are like, Putin wins by 105%, <laughs> right? Is like, well, yeah, like, if we, if they tried to have any sort of election, we would control it. Like, because we've done that every single fucking time. Like, yeah, it's like, so, I mean, it's not good. Of course it's not good. But it's also pushing them further and further away from an international communist party that still exists and is still very powerful in Russia. And, like, at different points have had, like, had control of the Duma and st- uh, of, of Russia. Like, it's not, like, a moribund, like, gone party. Like, it still exists. And it, 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 it and, it, and to show, like, the what's going on, like, internal to Russia, just as an example, the Lenin mausoleum uh, has been, quote-unquote, under construction since 2005, right? So, like, they've, like, the, the de-communization, if we want to, you know, of, of Russia has been going really strong since Putin has been in office. So, that's just, like, another one of those things about, like, we were talking at the beginning of the episode about, like, the lib uh like uh russia scare shit where they put the hammer and sickle on stuff well, and yeah, like, it's not just the libs i mean you know pence earlier yeah, this week was like point. hey yeah. uh he's getting the big gang back together they're doing soviet union part two and like nothing could be further from the truth like yeah, yeah like russia is doing an imperialist land grab and a military occupation of another country by like a full invasion and war um but not for the purpose of building a international it, communism yeah, yeah, yeah. No, right, yeah. no like that but so maybe he should i mean <laughs> i saw somebody say putin basically wants and this this rings true to me like putin wants to reinstate the ussr without the ss part like <laughs> Oh, that's the uh, denazification? Taking the SS out of... <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, so let's get, like, much closer to today and, and what's going on here, right? So when, when Putin first came to power, one of the first things he did was enacted, like, these seven federal zones uh, across the entire country to sort of, like, rationalize uh, this... Um, uh, patchwork of like oblasts and semi-autonomous regions and all these Sorry, other what's things. an oblast it's 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 a russian state formation it's like it's, a province kind yeah, of or it, like... it, it's not worth getting into but okay. basically like the russian federation um unlike the united states the russian federation is this amalgamation of like at least three different like institutional formations with different levels of autonomy okay so like there's one there are ones that are like completely like surrounded by russia like in the dead center of russia is like a place where basically jet fuel comes out of the ground right it's just like this pure like perfect like like uh fossil fuel that you can just like stick a straw into the soil and like get right and they are they have a lot of autonomy for obvious reasons right they can just kind of like ask the federal russian federation for like whatever the fuck they want because they make all the money for the rest of the country right so there's like shit like that but you put in like these seven uh, federal districts to just sort of like rationalize the whole thing he's uh, uh the standard of living in russia has gone up under putin uh since the fall of the soviet union uh which really i mean like where else was it going to go like if it went further down like that would, that would be yeah, that would, that would be, be really bad. horrifying so it's like that's not really much that's kind of faint praise right but um so you so on the one hand like you do kind of have to understand like from like the perspective of someone living in russia that like they don't like the guy but 
he gets shit done and like now like you know where to go for like the dmv and like roads get built like there's just like basic shit that he is like doing and he's a kleptocrat that um has blackmail material on like all of the um american installed oligarchs mm-hmm. and that's basically how he's been able to to function this entire time is just like money and compromise yeah money and compromise yeah yeah and like there's a great scene early on in his presidency that um a friend of the show sean collins just like watches on repeat all the time he just fucking loves it because it's just like pure like machismo it's very fun it's very funny to be honest where like he just like gets all of the um uh uh uh, oligarchs like in a room together there's like i forget, i don't even remember what crisis it was i it, it was some uh immediate crisis where he's like you need to turn on like the you need to like lower fuel prices like right now like all of you and they're like no because we need this this and he's like i'm sorry uh do you want to stay do you still want to sit at this table kind of thing and they're like okay and they and, and then he's like you you haven't signed this um agreement yet like i don't see your signature on this right and he's like no i haven't signed he's like he hands him a pen he's like sign it right now it's like right now and the guy's like what really and he's like no you need to like and the the guy gets up has to walk over to putin at the head of the table sign it and he starts walking away and Putin goes wait and he's like what he goes my pen (laughs) And and he and and the guy has to give him back his pen and just Such like a boss move. and just like those I little mean, moves where he's just like don't fuck it. that's my fucking that's the president's pen bitch there's like th- that's the way he's like held this entire fucking country together forever yeah is like is is that sort of strong arming stuff so that so when you when you see him do stuff like he did in 2008 where he did a very similar incursion into georgia where he saber rattles for a couple months then um uh recognize usually there's followed by some sort of uh a recognition of regions, breakaway region a breakaway yeah. region that that is usually russian uh, russian, separati- yeah. russian back separatists yeah yeah there's like some sort of russian speaking region yeah yeah and then the tanks roll in they secure those regions uh no one else at the un recognizes those regions as as autonomous or whatever but they say it are and they go back and and that's and that's what's happening in ukraine too now and the thing is like when well that's what happened in the first days of this week yeah. And so already, though, the places that, um, you know, declared themselves, uh, as far as Russian w- Russia was concerned, um, as uh, sovereign entities uh, are now invaded by Russian troops. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, like, and thousands well, of people Well, they were being died. lobbed by yeah. Ukrainian troops, too. Yeah. Like, yeah, they were yeah, being yeah. shelled for days yes, yes, by yeah. Ukrainian, by the Ukrainian forces. Yeah, so. Yeah. so, so, so now let's get back to, like, why, po- uh, or sorry, Obama, our Putin. <laughs> Um, uh, which you know like i there there is there is an argument Honestly, to be yeah. made about that no, uh, I there really that. is because yeah. he is an oligarch he, he's an oligarch that was able to like if he got anything done it was through like convincing tim cook that it would be really cool man if you know i would say that you, putin you, has a uniquely russian charisma and yeah. obama has a uniquely american yeah, charisma yeah true that is very Cause, true because that's one of the reasons that putin is like beloved by a fair number of people in russia um is because he has that that very russo machismo that is like you know long lived in russia hundreds of years of culture yeah and so remember back in like 2014 there was the so-called maidan square revolution or you you call it a couple different things this is when uh um uh a a a largely a western facing 
leader very quickly started being not so. And uh, and then there just had to be a revolution for some reason. <laughs> as soon as, like, the guy that we bought to be the leader of Ukraine suddenly didn't want didn't want to join nato and a couple other things and then there was a revolution all yeah of a i remember it being really bizarre because um you watched on like you know reuters like every morning well there were giant like slingshots that were firing like molotovs at cops and like hundreds and hundreds of yeah. cops had like been burned severely and then all of a sudden john fucking mccain shows up out of nowhere yeah. out of nowhere hands. And, yeah. and just giving mad props to all these people that we've watched for the last several weeks like burning cops yeah. with like Molotovs and he's just like you're patriots you know like <laughs> we, we love you we see you uh, yeah to a well and one. then uh, I, I this is I'm gonna jump ahead I, I, in, in my own notes but it's, it's too perfect like two months later Joe fucking Biden showed up in Ukraine and spoke to their parliament where he he said um, stuff like you know uh, uh, you've done like such a great job getting rooting out corruption in your country, but you have to go further. And one of the ways you could go further is hiring my fail son who just got dishonorably discharged from the navy. If you could probably put him on the board of Burisma and give him like three million dollars, please, uh, which is what they did. Shortly after the 2014 coup, Joe Biden was in Ukraine Parliament applauding the new government he says you have to fight you ha you have to you have to fight the cancer of corruption it's endemic in your system right now that's what he said um <laughs> uh, a month later hunter was made a board member of burisma paid eighty three thousand dollars a month for five years god love what that cancer fuck, yep man? yep for a no-show job even though he has no previous experience in ukraine or the oil and gas business and never visited ukraine for the company uh, during his time on the board, he, yeah. was, he never went to w Ukraine. Was was that uh, appointment have anything to do with the diamond he got from China? I, I don't know, but like, I the diamond. He yeah, got? I remember that it was just like a thing. Like Trump was talking about how Hunter Biden got a got a big diamond from China. <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but what, but what 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 did probably have something to do with it was that Burisma then also received thirteen point five million dollars in U.S. aid funds. USAID. Yeah. Why does why did Burisma need funds from like the 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 uh, organization that's supposed to like build schools in Africa? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We gave them thirteen point five million dollars okay. through USAID, the one that is now the organization that is now run by again Samantha Power. <laughs> Sorry, you gotta explain. Why are, to they me should real quick. be funding. Uh, uh, they should be funding revolutionary rap in Cuba. Yeah, not, right. Not uh, gas in Ukraine. I don't, I don't appreciate that. Yeah. So, barista. What's this? Burisma. Yeah, yeah. Is, what it is, is the the uh, Burisma is the the um, state the Ukrainian state owned gas company. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. that, well, you know, in in Hunter's defense, he is an expert on Ukrainian uh, natural gas. Yeah. So, sure, sure. Like, yeah. I mean, why? But I, I can't get my head around why we would give money to something that is. It would be like if somebody, if we had like a gold mine, and we were like, please, can we have some money to fund our gold mine full of gold? Why are we right. funding a gas company? Right. It's gas. Yeah. Just sell it. So, it. It makes the money itself. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like why? Why are we subsidizing all these fossil fuels? Weird. Domestically. <laughs> yeah. Really strange. So this this we we should go back to what uh, to Obama and uh, as as the uh, geopolitical chess player that he is. Right. So um, after. 
all of that happens, uh, that that's sudden revolution where, you know, that's bipartisan where like John McCain and, and Joe Biden do their geriatric tour of, of, of freedom right there. He, um, uh, in 2016, um, Obama is, um, uh, uh, interviewed again. I think they did like six interviews, um, by Jeffrey Goldberg, who's the editor in chief of the Atlantic. He's also like the American progress center for American progress. Uh, he, he is, um, a good example of how, uh, the Democrats, uh, like went real nationalist and like jingoistic. Because he was also like super on board for the invasion of the Iraq war. He's mm-hmm. just like, he's a good, he, he's good at his role in the world is to take disgusting, like horrifying ideas and make them uh, palatable for like the, the Acela corridor. Crowd. All right. So I, I think this might be um, the, the birth of a new term, but would it be fair to call him a uh, think tanky? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, he's a think tanky. That's excellent. Yeah. I love that. I love that, Chris. <laughs> so, th- so this think tanky, Jeffrey Goldberg, who's also like he's a f- like one of the favorite punching bags of of Chapo. So, like if if that yeah, name yeah, sounds yeah. familiar, it's probably because they made fun of something he wrote. Uh, understandably so, right? So he he does one of his last interviews with um with Obama, where um uh where Obama said to him. Putin acted in Ukraine. No, I'm not going to do it. Uh, acted in Ukraine in response to a client state that was about to slip out of his grasp, and he Im- I- improvised in a way to hang on uh, to his control there. Uh, he's done the exact same thing in Syria at enormous cost to the well-being of his own country, and the notion that somehow Russia is in a stronger position now in Syria or in Ukraine than they were before they invaded Ukraine. Or before he had to deploy military forces to Syria, is to fundamentally misunderstand the nature of power in foreign affairs or in the world generally. Real power means you can get what you want without having to exert violence. Russia was much more powerful when Ukraine looked looked like an independent country, but was a kleptocracy that he could pull the strings on. Yeah, like we have always gotten what we want by not using violence. Yeah, he's telling on himself because this is what we do, right? Is that, but also, that's not true. Yeah, we, we do <laughs> well, it both ways. We, yeah. we do it without with with the the implicit threat of violence and then the explicit use of violence. Right. Like yeah. We, as yeah. you've pointed out so many several times. Well, it, 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 it's it's the meme. Why not both? Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like we, we I mean, both. power is having yeah. both. Yeah. Like. Um. Uh. But but this is the real the real uh, uh delicious nugget right here is that um Goldberg writes like synthesizing uh obama's ideas here that ukraine is a core russian interest but not an american one so russia will always be able to maintain escalatory dominance there Mm. so we know and we've always acted uh like we can fuck with ukraine we can mess it up we can uh put cia assets in there we can do all we we can put hunter biden on uh, on, on Burisma's board, we do all those things, and we know we do all this knowing that you that Russia will be the one that escalates things. Yeah, it's on their fucking yeah, border, right? Because it's on our fucking border, and like that's just like we saw this in in Georgia in two thousand eight, mm-hmm. where like they will do an incursion to maintain that that power, right? So so keep that in mind, right? We know that that's the case. Here's a couple more things we did. 
Burisma appointed Kofor Black to their board in 2017, so while uh, uh, Trump was in office, right? Uh, Kofor Black is a top CIA official who experience, who has experience running clandestine wars uh, way back to the Reagan administration in Angola, um, where CIA-armed anti-communist warlord uh, Jonas Savimbi. He was also... Hey, at least he's, comp- at least he's qualified. Right, yeah, right, yeah, right. He's been a, yeah. He was also, from 2005 and 2008, the vice chairman of Blackwater. He had also run the CIA's anti-Bin Laden unit before forming his own private intelligence company called Total Intelligence Solutions. So we put that guy on Burisma's board along with Hunter Biden. Well, Hunter Biden had left by then. Um, Imagine being the head of the anti-Bin Laden uh, unit and just sort of knowing that you could have gotten him at any time. (laughs) (laughs) Can I tell you a little secret? We could have had him. We could have had him. Um, Russia didn't do anything when NATO forces invaded Libya which is a strong uh, Russian trading partner. Um, In Syria, it only went in there after Assad uh, requested that they do. And Syria is the only country where Russia has a military base outside of its own country. Really? Really? Yeah. Is in Syria. Wow, we have like 150 or something like that? Yeah, no, and we're like 72 countries, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. they have one, and it was in Syria, and they didn't do anything until the Syrian government asked them to. So, like... So that's the thing. It's also like, in a way, Russia has like been restrained in a lot of ways. Like in a way, at least at the for the very low bar of like what the U.S. would do if another country like yeah. invaded a country where we had all of our military bases. Right? Like, come on, right? Um, uh, uh, and we also in uh twenty six in October twenty sixteen the UK sent hundreds of troops to the Russian border for exercises for no fucking reason. They just do that all the time. And in June twenty one, um, we did the last of several operations that we call um Ocean Breeze. Very cute name. It sounds <laughs> Ocean pleasant. Breeze, I like it. Yeah. Right. Um, that is when we um co-host uh with the Ukrainian Navy. Um, military exercises in the Black Sea. Which is, like, imagine if China was doing military exercises with Cuba off the coast of Florida. Yeah, yeah in, in the, the Gulf of Mexico. Exactly. The Gulf of Mexico just, like, you know, had a, a whole series of, like... Fucking, if Mexico brought its fucking navy out on our borders, we would throw a fit. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's yeah. just, it's crazy to me that people are, that there are, like, especially these, like, liberal types or these centrist types who are talking about this conflict with no recognition of, of the extent to which our aggression has been on display for decades. But you see, the issue is that's normal. (laughs) It's normal. The issue here is this is not normal. We must be freaking the fuck out. (laughs) Right? So, like, okay, so, so, like, put this all together, right? We are a nation that for about a hundred years we take the CIA who is um, basically a collection of uh, spooks from the most powerful, rich families in in our country. Yeah, it's quite literally like the weaponized uh, covert force of the ruling class. Yeah, yeah, right. That's what the CIA is. It has a tenuous connection to the um, like power, uh, uh, the, like the circuits of power in the f- government itself. Right. This is 
when we talk about the deep state, you could pro- like that. It makes more sense to talk about the CIA as the deep state than like yeah, the CIA is yeah, yeah, yeah the, CIA, yeah. FBI, the NSA, right? All of the naval intelligence organizations. We have so many spy agencies in this fucking country, yeah. right? Um, all of like like they have their own autonomous like needs wants desires we can center their needs you know like they, we, 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 they we take do, some self-care we, days we typically do yeah right like they have their own shit right that that we only that the government that we elect has can only like poke and prod and move right we we don't have full control over this sort of organization that on like a democratic basis yeah, yeah right no, of yeah. course not and we do uh, we overthrow governments all the time. We in we in, in 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 Ukraine in particular, we installed CIA active openly open CIA agents on the board of their gas company. Which to answer the question of why we would give money to a gas company, right? That ostensibly should be making its own money, right? Is because we that money doesn't go to the gas company; it goes to the oligarchs that yeah. we prop up. In Ukraine, right, right, include uh, like including Odmidiar, which is confu- which you know is like the guy who uh, inve- invented eBay, and then like uh, uh, backs uh, um, you know like funds uh, uh, the, uh, the the Intercept. Like this guy is also like in all of this shit too. He's from that part of the world. Damn, so you can't even trust the Intercept. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um. Uh, Kolom- Kolomoisky, Ukraine's most powerful o- oligarch, who would keep a live fish uh, shark tank in his office to intimidate visitors. That's like, fucking cool. Yeah, that's fucking um, cool. That's he's, boss. He's I would a, do that with a laser. Yeah, attached to his <laughs> freaking forehead. Yeah, uh, he's America. He he's been America's guy at Burisma for a long time. He's financed private militias such as the t- the, the two thousand person. Um, uh, Dnipro Battalion and the neo-Nazi Av- Azov Battalion, like he funds those. Um, they played key roles in halting the advance of rebels um, in uh, uh, Donetsk and Luhansk. Um, the militias were implicated in war crimes. The, all the ones that he's funded, right? That's our guy. <laughs> like yeah. he, he yeah. directly funds neo-Nazi. So when um, when Putin's talking about denazification yeah. as a justification for the recent invasion, um, he's talking about that guy. Okay, yeah. Um, uh, their uh, their ranks also include seventeen thousand foreign mercenaries from over fifty countries, including some in the U.S. White supremacists in the Ukraine. Uh, in twenty sixteen, the Pentagon um, under Defense Secretary Ash Carter. You just said the Ukraine. Said the- oh no! <laughs> oh no! Thank you, Lord. He said the magic word. <laughs> right, yeah. Oh, no. Uh, in January 2016... <laughs> it was Spike's Christmas. <laughs> yeah. You know, you, this is a bit is of an aside, but is there a band, Darn like a famous that. band, called The Definite Articles? No, that'd be good. Yeah, that'd be yeah, great. Some incredibly talented musicians. Take yeah, that name. Take it. Run yeah. with it. Yeah. Uh, in 2016, the Pentagon, under Defense Secretary Ash Carter, pressured Congress to remove an amendment sponsored by John Conyers and Ted Yoho. Uh, bipartisan, right? A Democrat and a Republican, uh, banning the funding of the Ukrainian far right Azov Battalion. Okay, the, yeah. A- again, the Congress, in a bipartisan bill, wanted to s- to stop funding a neo Nazi battalion in Ukraine, and the Defense Department told them to take it out of the bill. 
Well, okay, we, if we don't fund that's these reported. neo-Nazis, that's... then somebody worse might start funding <laughs> yeah. them. If you don't talk to them, someone else will. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, and, you know, the, the bipartisan consensus on this, um, you know, just completely evaporated right. once the, yeah. the military was like, hey, uh, don't do that. But, like, oh, okay. No, we don't like that. <laughs> no, we want to keep giving those guys money. Biden, oh, okay, okay. Biden himself brazenly admitted to blackmailing uh, basically people in Ukraine um, it, before the Council on Foreign Relations. Wee! Um, in january 2018 stating that he told poroshenko the the president that his plane was leaving in six hours and that he wouldn't get his billion dollars uh, shenko's billion dollars if the prosecutor was not fired well son of a bitch he got fired and they put his uh in place someone solid his replacement didn't even have a law degree Right, so th- that's dope. Oh my god, that's right. dope. That that that. So that that's um. You'll see, you'll hear this all the, like uh. Every right wing pundit has this story memorized. This is where this is uh uh where Biden blackmailed uh the Ukrainian government to fire the prosecutor that was going after Hunter Biden for mm. embezzlement and and corruption. Mm-hmm. Another um, perfect phone call, man. Yeah. So so Trump wanted to uh, th- this is yeah this is where the the like um the 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 impeachment comes from like right. comes from is when he was like he wanted to stop that and uh everyone went crazy because you don't you, what you want to stop funding these brave mujahideen fighters you know, right? you know? <laughs> Uh, so, same vibes yeah so let's like yeah i, I don't know I, I i that's that's pretty much all i had um uh prepared here which is just that we do this i mean i didn't even go into like how much money and time and material we put into like the 2014 and this most recent like uh uh blow up yeah right is like we with the except uh, even though i did talk about like all the cia people that are uh, that are like on the boards of all of these companies and like support these fascist paramilitary organizations that the uh, pentagon also gives money to Right, like, yeah. like, like we do this all the fucking time, and so, like, when uh, uh, Russia is like, okay, they're they're doing this on like one of the largest unprotected borders we have. Yep. The other one is Kazakhstan, which is the longest land border like in the world. That we, um, like, just uh, that there was like some. Remember when that was uh, going nuts? Yeah. And then it just fell off the news. Uh, like entirely, that was because we were moving all of our crypto mining out of Russia into Kazakhstan, like ruining their their uh coal fired uh uh um uh, electrical grid. Yeah, like we like and all of, what do you think all that Bitcoin gets spent on if like more covert shit? Like these are <laughs> like we had uh, uh Yasha Levine on, like remember that a long time yeah. ago, where all of these sorts of technologies. Like these decentralized tech stuff is invented in like the naval observatory, like like the, the from and then like they put they put it on like some shadowy like uh uh Japanese guy that no one's ever met before, like that. Hey, <laughs> listen, listen, do not talk shit on Satoshi. All right, <laughs> you know, decentralized Bitcoin is going to undermine the whole uh, fiat currency of these nation states. Going to you know um like allow for the power to to return to the people. <laughs> That's that's what's happening right now, right? <laughs> so, like, 
so I, I, th- I think as, as leftists in the United States, right, what, what are we left with is a bunch of bad actors. Like, all yeah. of them suck. Putin is, is fucking disgusting. He's a terrible, like, right-wing shitlord. Yeah, right? authoritarian, yeah. Yeah, he, 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 he like... Like on May Day celebrations, the, the they stop showing the hammer and sickle. It's like the Russian flag now. There's like statues going up of like white army generals. Not like well, like they are white, but like um, white Russians. Yeah, like the white Russians as opposed to the reds, right? Yeah. The whites, right? They're like white uh, white army generals being like uh, uh, sanctified and you know like you're putting uh, statues up in town squares that used to have Lenin in them right like like you can s- you can see because also because Putin is very much our guy too that is turned on us like yep. like like Osama bin Laden like Iran like the brave, like, like the brave Mujahideen fighters right like <laughs> like all the time we do this we create our own enemies so that we have someone to fight and sell arms like that's that's our mo and this is just another one and like it sucks and there's a bunch of people are gonna die have died and and they have already died as we speak yeah Yeah. for no fucking reason well hey a lot of people got very rich so let's not go with no reason right except for for a horrible reason a bunch of people got are getting just the continued immiseration of humanity yeah one other thing i would say who was the russian professor that we had at new college who always said shots shots he always said um shots 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 (laughs) you can understand the entirety of russian history if you if you once you realize that their goal is always a warm water port and guess what ukraine is (laughs) yep yeah well it's one real big warm water port fair but um you know they got the um the crimea Crimea. Crimea, but look on a map the size of Russia's current border on the Black Sea plus Crimea versus the size of Ukraine's. I mean, it's like... It's not about the size. It is about the size. Size size matters. Size matters, fellas. Your your warm water port. It's it's about how you use it. It's about the motion. Yeah. yeah. It has a small craft advisory. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out, Bloodhound Gang. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So so to wrap up, um, America is an imperialist, capitalist, uh, militarist um, state. And that's bad, okay? And, okay. and, and Russia is a capitalist, militarist, uh, imperialist um, state, and that's bad, okay? okay? Um, and all of the people that are dying right now don't deserve it. No. Um, well, except for the neo-Nazis. They should, they, they should die. They, uh, yeah. <laughs> Neo-na- I'm, Neo-Nazis should die. I'm, I'm at least agnostic about what happens to them. <laughs> But um, yeah, and aerial bombardment of a city is a crime against humanity. It's yes. when when we do it, when yep. Putin does it, when you know, eventually, Urban warfare is is should it should it should always be decried by everyone everywhere because it is fucking tragic. Yep. Yeah, these are children in their homes being shelled. Yeah. Like like this is you know comes back to the reason I'm an anarchist, right? Which is to say that like s- competitive state formations of military power will go to war and fuck up each other's civilian population and that like we shouldn't fucking have that be a um a a foregone conclusion and that we should be moving toward a situation where that isn't possible um and uh you know i think that that's where uh you know people see that as naive that that's you know like 
impossible essentially and i'd argue that it isn't i don't know exactly how we get there but i think that if we were to have that as like a goal um we could yeah um but yeah no the this is super fucking uh scary and people all around the world are like freaking out about this right um and part of it is that it's just straight shocking like white people haven't been fighting each other um in in large-scale military conflict um in you know europe uh, for a long time. And the other uh, aspect of it that breaks uh, from normalcy is that the chance of a nuclear exchange has never been higher since the end of the you know Cold War. And so... Possibly th- never higher. It, period. Period. period yeah. yeah. And that, like, early this morning, uh, or yesterday, I think, um, Russia put their, you know, essentially nuclear arms uh, armament like on high alert. Yeah. And that that's really scary, right? Sure. Because we've talked about in previous episodes, the fact that um, we literally could extinct the human race, like with our weapon systems that are largely, um, you know, set up to go in a domino effect once some bad decision is made. And that ultimately it comes down to human beings, um, you know, with their fingers like hovering over buttons um, and with all of the, um, uh, ability to make terrible mistakes that that implies. Um, and so, you know, I think that people being um, extremely worried right now is justified. Absolutely. And, um, you know, uh, but thank you so much for bringing context to this situation um, that, that I think is sorely lacking in uh, the at least American uh, mainstream press. Um, I've, I've just been watching RT like recently because I'm like, well, you know, like I've got the, the state media of the West in my left ear, and like let's you know listen to the state media. And like you know, it's pretty. Uh, the, the mood in on state TV right now is um, uh, dark. Yeah, it's really dark. Yeah. And like you, you've got people that are like, well, you know, we've always been uh, denouncing like American uh, imperial aggression and like and, and uh, unilateral occupation and invasion of uh, you know America for for decades now. Like, what makes this different? And like, you know, they have like some guy and on they're there. Like, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the guys basically like well you know for one thing it's on our border uh second thing is like you know america has been trying to uh, expand nato like to the point of uh you know being able to attack us um and do a unilateral invasion of our country uh for decades now and like they're basically framing this that it's unfortunate, but that Russia had to do this because if they didn't, they might be having to fight a war of survival against NATO as opposed to this voluntary war of, you know, regime change. And, and you know, I think all of that's kind of all of that, I think, is bullshit, because I don't think that the problem with NATO from the Russian perspective is like that there will be a land invasion of Russia it's a matter of influence. It's a matter of the sphere of influence, and it's all about the economics of it. Yeah, the sanctions, the yeah. um, cutting it, off of the ports. Cutting um, off the ports, the ga- the fucking gas supply. Yeah. Like, yeah. if Ukraine wasn't a gas-heavy nation, would 
Russia be invading it right now? Well, that's what they mean well, by survival. They they, yeah. they don't mean like literally. But when literally, they frame it on state media, yes, they want it to sound, sound like, like they're worried about U.S. tanks, tanks rolling, rolling into yeah, Russia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's not what it is. It's, no, it's you more know, it's like a, it's a question of economic survival. Yes, yes. And, and in these trying times, what uh-huh. world superpower is not concerned about economic survival? Yeah, and so basically, the Russia state media is saying like. This war will likely not result in a large-scale nuclear exchange. And if, you know, Ukraine became a NATO member, any f- the, the conflict that would come out of that might. Yeah. And, like, who fucking knows? I don't know. I think that's some bullshit. I yeah. think that's pretty weak argumentation. But you can tell that, like... The uh, person, you know, on in the media was like only sort of buying that. <laughs> you know? so, like, and then there's there's been a lot of, um, you know, anti-war uh, rallies that, you know, like the Russian cops are like cracking heads. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Hard. yeah. Like yeah. I watched a bunch of videos this morning. Um, first thing of just like, you know, teenagers getting clubbed. Yeah. Like, you yeah, know, protesting it, doesn't go over well in Russia. No, it does not. Rule. Yeah. And, and right now it's, it's the point where like if 12 people gather and they're holding a sign, like the cops just run over them and start beating the shit out of them yeah and like it's a zero tolerance policy what they need is more homeowners to uh <laughs> come out <laughs> and take uh, care of them uh, that's yeah. another story yeah uh, so i i i guess it, it would make sense to like it, this this story feels incomplete without talking about natural gas right it, yeah it, yeah so like a couple of things right so the the relationship of germany to russia is one of buying like gas, gas. yeah from them since like we used gas for anything, right? Yeah. Like, like, with the exception of the world wars, like, they would immediately start trading, like, gas for, like, cars and shit. Like, mm. instantly. Like, all the, so, like, that... So, what did happen during the world wars? I know we were giving Germany gas. needed gas. Well, yeah. Like, yeah. Well, yeah, well, that, that like, was, America I mean, was doing it. There was a bunch of, like, American, um, you know, oligarchs yeah. like, that were basically yeah. doing treason, supplying... Yeah, we were, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, um, that's that's what, and th- and that was like the the main thing that held back Germany, like Nazi Germany, was access to fuel. Okay, which yeah. was also another reason why they put so much effort into uh, renewables. In, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, into, now all their it, tanks run on EVs yeah, into nukes. Like, yeah. like they yeah. were they were also trying to build the the nu- not only a nuclear bomb but also uh, that's another be, thing. Be a, a, a ener- have energy autonomy, which yeah, which does. There's a lot of nuclear power in Ukraine. Too. Oh yeah, yeah. There's twelve are, reactors, and these are yeah. the kind of places that like they Plus don't Chernobyl. do so good without constant twenty four hour round the clock maintenance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and the, one of the first anyway, things that happened in sorry, the invasion I, sorry I took you off track. David. No. Well, well, I think that that's important to, to bring up, right? Yeah. Like, because the very first thing that I heard about since the invasion was that they seized the Chernobyl site. Yeah, yeah, and like you know, one could could see that as actually a really like humanitarian move. Yeah, like a which, responsible thing to yeah, do. Which yeah, which is right, like if you're exactly. going to fucking invade a country that yeah. has all this, you know, fucking like nu- nuclear disasters waiting to happen slash having already happened and been largely like contained. Yeah. Being like, okay, we're just gonna like make sure nothing happens to this. Yeah. Um uh, you Not know. a bad idea. Especially or like if you're like flying uh like planes like, and helicopters yeah. around just they can like get down just like know. constantly saying like nope not here don't do anything here don't do anything here like to your own 
uh, military forces, you know, like makes sense. So, um, but, but yeah, what you you were saying about natural gas? Yeah, yeah, is that like you know, yeah, the the that Nord Stream two pipeline, right? Notice the number two, like it's not the only pipeline that like, yeah, yeah. We, that like just feeds in all all of Europe, like this, this Russian the, natural gas. The number two is the one that, that got stopped as yeah. part of um, a, you know, Western Europe's, uh, you know, um, not retaliation, but like response yeah. to this yeah. invasion. Yeah, so like. So at, at the same time that we are uh, orchestrating like all of these economic sanctions and and diplomatic maneuvers to like stop more uh, uh, Russian natural gas because it's not even Ukrainian natural gas it's Russian natural gas that gets that the pipeline goes through Ukraine mm. right so it, so a lot of this is about Russian natural gas not necessarily the stuff that is in uh, Ukrainian like ground or in the ground there or whatever right but uh, well at the same time uh ukraine and oh shoot where was it i think it may have been in greece or something like they're they're building uh the american government is funding the construction of a liquid natural gas uh port in europe so that we can sell them uh liquefied natural gas yeah because we are also a natural gas exporter yeah but the problem is that we have the atlantic ocean it's a very yes. very long trip. Yeah, yeah. The, the, we can't make a pipe that long. Yeah, if only. Yeah, and and and, and, and but, but what that means is that, shot. is that is that our our natural gas Zeppelins. is way way more expensive. Yes, yes, yes. yeah. And so like and car in carbon and, and carbon intensive, which like and, you know let, let's keep in mind the climate crisis that is exacerbating by yeah. the moment. And Germany, I uh, they they de they. They they took out all their nuke plants. Like they don't have nuclear power anymore. Yeah, but they still have like four thousand percent more solar than we do. Yeah, and they also use a ton of coal and natural gas. Well, do they have winter? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> what do you what are you gonna want? Nukes. So that we can nuclear have a, power yeah. would have given them poli- autonomy. like political, political autonomy, autonomy yeah. from all of that. Yeah, shit. but what happens when Russia invades Germany? <laughs> Then we have all the, these new <laughs> sites these that are going to be yeah, just, you know, know, fucking... Yeah, it turns out we already have that problem in Ukraine, so, you know, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, like, that that's that's just, like, another thing going on here is that, like, the world needs a ton of natural gas. Natural gas has become the, you know, like, thanks to all of these companies, they kept calling themselves the bridge fuel from coal and oil to renewables. You know, you and know, so natural yeah. gas is at, like, an all-time high... You know what the bridge fuel really is? Sweaters. Put on a goddamn sweater. Turn your fucking thermostat down. We're cooking the planet, for God's sake. Yeah. That's why we all can see our breath in this room. Right. Because I'm doing the right thing. I'm yeah. fucking, you know, I'm just That's just why to do we're right uh, recording on um, Ice cubes. rocks. And what are we using for this? It's all yeah. analog. It's all yeah. analog, folks. Yeah. Real to real. I stole it from the Beatles. <laughs> um. So I want to talk about the, just briefly this DSA statement yeah. that has like has people just losing their fucking minds. Oh, I'm so glad I'm off Twitter. I found it to be an incredibly anodyne statement. Um, the thing that's really pissing people off is that it calls basically for the U.S. to leave NATO. So in essence, for the dissolution of NATO. And I'm having a hard time understanding the leftists that I see that are that take issue with that. NATO pro, is pro NATO leftists. I yeah, like that's not a thing. I don't <laughs> like, understand it. Well, I maybe, really don't. maybe in Western Europe, maybe if you're like directly in the 
potential crossfires of a Russian annexation and you're a leftist. I mean, I I mean, I guess the funniest thing is that like the leader, like the general, the general or whatever of NATO forces is technically a social Democrat. Like it's like someone from like, like the Nordic, like a Nordic country. Yeah, but so, they're they're fucking so they're in market a, socialism does not fucking they're, count. They're in a democratic socialist party. <laughs> yeah. Like big scare quotes. Yeah, which so is eighty so, percent of yeah, the country. Yeah. So it doesn't so, like, really mean anything. That's, I mean so that's just funny. I don't know. That that doesn't mean anything, but it's fucking funny. <laughs> Sorry, I, I cut you off pretty. But no, yeah, no, I, I don't really that's all I just don't understand it. I yeah, don't no, I don't and like there's people talking about, you know, like genocide in Bosnia and like I understand, but do you think that NATO's the only possible entity that could ever exist that would that would stop those things from happening? It's well, not. Or was maybe responsible for them happening in the first. I don't. I don't like the, the expansion of NATO is uh, always either preceded by or or uh, the other one. Um, <laughs> it, 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 preceded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, uh, uh, you know, it bookends like some sort of terrible like little interscene war like yeah. if you look like massive you, disruption in yeah. wherever it goes whoa, yeah. whoa whoa this is a treaty organization how could a treaty organization expanding its membership be a an how could that ever aggr- lead to a world war right? yeah, yeah. How, how, <laughs> fucking weird yeah uh i don't know i don't know i mean like I, I think about this this in the abstract, right? Like to, to take you know a step back and sort of not really wear the blood-soaked uh, guilt uh, quilt of uh, being an American citizen for a second. And it's like oh, I painted a picture, you know, yeah. like w- w- we we have soaked guilt quilt. I like that. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Chris so, is not, not on a roll today. It was like this little, little like quips and things. You'd want something like a participatory global like you know convention to be the arbiter of like conflict resolution right like something like a big ass treaty organization or like you know um like some sort of united nations nations. thing like imagine but but like (laughs) united nations in its current embodiment is essentially like a uh pr organization yeah for the united states yes yes which is to say that you know we live in a Pax Americana without the Pax, right? Yeah. Like we are, live in a perpetual state of global uh, war and skirmish and, and and conflict at the behest and uh, for the benefit of American um, capitalist interests, yeah. right? And if that weren't the case, then I would likely want the UN to have the military capability of like stopping rogue states from invading each other, right? Or to maybe supersede the need for statehood in the first place sure you know um but in its current embodiment and any treaty organization that can exist within the imperial reality that you know america currently sits at the helm of it's all morally bankrupt and totally fucked up and like you know like in in that way, I want it to not be what it is. And I can definitely sympathize with the argumentation of, like, you know, um, questioning the legitimacy and or the value of potentially ending NATO, right? Uh, but, like, I also understand that, like, and this is why I'm an anarchist, is, like, that power, uh, it, you know, as it exists right now, if, like, the U.S. were to unilaterally like you know nuclear disarm or like um 
break up all of these uh, organizational, um, uh, you know, peacekeeping uh, bodies that like chaos would immediately happen because mm-hmm. you have all these like competitive states that are bloodthirsty inhuman machines of domination and they would just be that er- eric, without... eric prince would buy all the nukes yeah who wants them yeah and so like yeah i don't i don't know the solution in the near term like you know like what i view as a just and lasting peace is uh unreachable in the current political configuration so okay. i don't know yeah the un building architect edward durrell stone who's also the architect for the SUNY Albany campus, uh, good friends of David Rockefeller, CIA. Of course, yeah. <laughs> so, but Brittany, I feel like I cut you off. I want to no, know, you didn't. I want to know your, t- your take on whether or not NATO should exist. NATO what? should not exist. Okay. NATO should not exist. NATO is very different from the UN in mm-hmm. a lot of key ways. The primary one being that NATO was built in opposition to a single political actor. It was designed to rally all the forces along the borders of the USSR to rally them against them. Mm-hmm. It is like... It is, it is, its original sin is hostility. Mm -hmm. Like it was born of um, a desire to subjugate, to defeat. Like the UN is, you know, about bringing nations together. Now, I'm not like being naive about like, you know, the conceptually, whether, yeah, conceptually, philosophically, like the ostensibly, ostensibly, that's the perfect one. Um, And NATO ostensibly is about fucking over Russia. Like that's it. That's its raison d'etre. Raison d'être, raison, raison d'être. Yeah, that's that's it. Reason to exist. I think that's. Yeah. I, think that's how, I think that's how you pronounce it. Yeah. Um, every time I have to say that for a real life essay, I have to look it up again. So. So yeah, that's no. I don't think NATO should exist. I don't think that it does good things. I think it only does bad things. Um, what is you guys' take on uh, nuclear proliferation in the moment that we live in? Like the idea Definitely of like, more. We're going to need probably, <laughs> like, I'm going to say about 700 more nukes on our yeah, side. So, yeah, I, be- I believe the Second Amendment basically apply set, to- applies to, to nukes <laughs> and that I, I have a right. There's no reason. The forefathers would have wanted me to yeah. have an, an ICBM. An ICBM. Yeah. So... so- so apparently the, the current president of Ukraine has basically said like, and I don't know what the practical upshot of this is, is that they're essentially like restarting their nuclear weapons research, which I think is just code for like being like, hey, uh, U.S. want to give us a nuke and that this is not being decried by the U.N. and all of the, the standard actors that like freak out about, say, Iran um, developing nuclear capability and essentially being more or less okay with the idea of like the U.S. giving Ukraine some nukes. And here's another thing that we haven't even talked about, which is it's always different when it's white people, right? It's always different yeah. when it's white people. This, the you know, look, the, what's happening in Ukraine is they're horrible. crazy. It's they're horrible. fucking crazy. Yeah. They'll, but they'll this blow kind up of the conflict world. happens all over the world all the time, and you don't ever see. Fucking people in people on Twitter with like the Libyan flag in their handle, you know, like you don't see people on Twitter with the Syrian flag in their handle. Oh, it's like the Ukrainian oh, it's flag. Ukrainian flag everywhere, oh, every, man, every I'm so fucking glad where. I'm off that shit. And you know, I'm not saying that it's not a, a horrible and heartbreaking catastrophe. It obviously is, mm-hmm. but the fact that it, that they're all white is the reason that we're all talking about it. Yeah, we were totally okay with uh, you know being the reason why 
millions and millions of brown people who didn't deserve it died over the last 20 years. Yeah. Maybe we weren't okay with it. Maybe we didn't feel great about it. But we certainly weren't up our own asses over it constantly, which is, you know, what's happening right now. Yeah. I mean, like, what we did to Libya, which, you know, is, um, I think, more egregious than what Russia did to Ukraine. Absolutely. Not, like... It's not a competition. Yeah, it's not a competition. Like, I'm not going to get into the weeds about it, but, like... The iron weeds? Yeah. But it was, like, the most prosperous nation on the African continent. And we bombed it into... Into the... uh, Into the Stone Age. Into the point that now there's, like, open-air slave markets, where there was, like, a very large metropolitan, like, civilization. Right? It's like, that's... Like we did that, and and there was no like, yeah, like no no one had the Lib- their Libyan flag. All NATO over did their that shit. too. Yeah, and that was and that was NATO. Like NATO did that. Yeah, uh, um, yeah, uh, and and it was for largely because uh, Gaddafi wanted to like do a pan African cr- currency and sell oil in it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sorry, were you going to say? Yeah, something no, no, that no, that is exactly what it was. Yeah, I also I I also just remembered. Um, Zelensky, the the current president of Ukraine, for you know, look at my watch. You know, who knows how long. Um, uh, it's also uh, I, I forgot. He do you do you know what he did before he was president? No, he played president on TV. Shut the fuck up. Yes, no, he is. Oh a yeah, 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 yeah. This is basically like if you uh, if we elected uh, Martin Sheen, Martin Sheen, yeah. or uh, it was, we I, should. But That'd no, he fun. he was like a comedian. He was like it's like it's like if we elected um, uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus from Veep. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> good I, one I was yeah. thinking of uh, the the dude from the Daily Show. Oh, um, yeah, John Stewart. John Stewart. Yeah, yeah. It'd be like if we elected John Stewart. That, that's probably uh, the closest. Yeah, American but John yeah. Stewart's like parody satire show was yeah. being the president. Yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah. And if there's that still time, and if that he's, <laughs> well, no, he's not eighty yet, so we should wait until yeah. he gets. He's a got like older. a hobby ha- farm right now. He's he's, he's too young to be president. <laughs> he's, he, he's got a podcast again. There's, he's, oh yeah, yeah. He he, he uh, um he cashed in for like some sort of like Apple exclusive podcast oh, or something. Well, then he must be defeated. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> he is our enemy. But I mean, God, if a guy that played president on a comedy becoming president of your country doesn't sound like a cia op i don't know what this man yeah. like, yeah. like come on like, um, breaking news bp is going to offload its 20 percent stake in a state-owned russian oil firm rusneft all right mm. so this is just going to continue to get worse yeah. like and where's hunter biden in all this what about yeah like he should be in ukraine he should yeah. be going down with his pipeline i agree (laughs) i agree he should be on the he should be on the front lines yeah 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 they're they're also talking about taking russia out of uh uh this um system called swift which is basically the uh, a um the the financial infrastructure that lets you do like cross uh nation uh bank transfers basically should mean that yeah like that would be pretty bad that and, would be and this bad is for, for what uh, i think it was was it Zelensky was warning uh western states on being like too heavy-handed with economic sanctions because like the there he was basically saying like this is the thing that could actually escalate to like a world war three situation if i mean if russia got desperate enough yeah but I don't know. At the same time, being like, also, uh, how about give us a nuke? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> and you know, it, it, we could break the back of Russia 
it by in simply in two cities alone, Miami and New York City. If we were to sanction all of the property held by Russians oh, in God. those two cities, would that be meaningful compared to like you know the natural gas flows and everything? Um, I mean, in combination, yeah, sure. There's billions of dollars of property in those two cities, but it would destroy both cities. Like, it would destroy New York and Miami. Well, yeah. I mean, all we have to do is wait, right? Because, like, the ocean's going to destroy those two cities and all of its property in, like, <laughs> 40 yeah. years. Yeah, that's, that's, so. that's, a, we, that's a little low. That's, that might take a while, though. We might want to do something before then. I don't think we should do that, but if we want... And it just go, I, I say that only that it, it goes to show where moneyed interests lie. And like, what is what are convenient paths of retaliation for, you know, the the uh, kleptocracy that rules us too? Yeah. I love how we always call Russia that's oh, a kleptocracy. Oh, they're not even civilized. <laughs> it's a kleptocracy, as if you know we're over here um, just ruled yeah. by saints. Oh, it's really funny though that Russia, uh, you know, state media and stuff is just like, um, yeah, America is like not to be trusted. I mean, look what they did. They elected Donald Trump. And then they had a very mysterious election and uh, elected Joe Biden. <laughs> and they also had really extreme uh, race issues and civil unrest. And it's like, that's all true. <laughs> but yeah, I, mean, like, I don't know. The last election, I think, was. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. Get me fine, wrong. Yeah, but... <laughs> no, there was nothing wrong with the last election, I guess. But, the, the, but we the, did elect Donald Trump well, and we do have race issues. Yeah, yeah. And the, the, I think the point that the RT was trying to, to play is like, um, half of our country thinks that the last election was which fake, is which yeah. is a really a serious a, fucking problem. Yeah, geopolitically un, uh, unstable um, fact. Yes, <laughs> all of this truly does feel. I don't know. We've been saying this for a long time, but it really does feel. I don't mean to be dramatic, like oh, we're living in the end times, but it does feel like we could be. It does feel like the last season of a TV show that was pretty good, but now it's just gotten weird Way and off like the rail. doesn't make yeah. sense. And like you're really hoping they don't renew for another season they're just really trying to grab people's attention for sweeps week yeah yeah, yeah and, and 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 i i do also think that like this is where america's gonna come out of this um with a lot more side eye for like a ton of shit he's like it's, a, it's like germany france to some extent the uk like they get hit hit by this way worse than we do yeah they're like, right there yeah nothing nothing's gonna happen to us necessarily but like i'm not talking about like a like a possible like nuclear exchange or whatever. I'm just saying, like, like the price of their heating oil, like yeah, they're, yeah. they're like yeah. heating their heating a German home is going to go through the the cost of that's going to go through the roof. Yeah. Um. Uh. No matter what, like just now, that's set in stone. That is going to happen. Uh. If it hasn't already, and and like Germany doesn't want to fucking deal with this anymore, but they're in NATO, so they have to. Yeah. You know, and like it's, uh, uh, was uh, with the uh, um. The, the the freak in France, um, I'm blanking on his name, Macron. Yeah. Um, or like he's been shuttling back and forth, trying to be the you know like because he thinks himself as some Jupiterian diplomat, like yeah, like like center uh, like sun Statesman. god, yeah, yeah, like sun yeah. god guy. Um, and, and like and so I I don't see I don't see he's how like any of the little boy's chair like forty feet away yeah. from uh, Putin <laughs> because he wouldn't let them take a, uh, a nasal swab, right? Yeah, like I I just don't see either of them like either of those countries like putting up with this shit anymore like we're increased it's becoming increasingly like the like less useful to be an american ally ally because now you get roped into shit like this because we were sending cia agents into uh um 
uh, Ukraine since nineteen since the nineteen forties, since we basically invented the fucking organization. Yeah, but like, like at the same time, like I, I, we can't take away their agency. No, either. no, that's like, absolutely like, right. Like yeah. they could totally have made interventions in the expansion of NATO. They could have like. They yeah. knew what they were doing too. I don't know. Right? I, I hear, I've heard people say that, like the left wants to take away the agency of smaller countries. But you know what? I'm, not, I'm talking if about my... Germany. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm saying Germany. If yeah, they yeah, yeah. if they wanted to like stop this from happening, like could have done. But stuff. I will also well, say when your boss tells mm-hmm. you that you need to do something that's unpleasant or even mm-hmm. unseemly. Mm-hmm. Yes, you can stand up to them, but what are the consequences of that? And when we talk about consent between people, we always take into account power relationships. Sure, absolutely. So r- now, as we talk about it with these nations, mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's even more important because, yeah. like, yeah, sure, Germany can stand up to the United States if France they want. can too. Yeah, France can stand up UK. to the United States. What are the consequences of that action? And and also, they could they can probably today they couldn't. As late as the 80s. Yeah. Right? Like, Germany wasn't, was uh, in yeah, two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was broken wasn't allowed to have anything. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, and, and when um, uh, um, uh, uh, French President, uh, um, I think it's de Gaulle? Might have been de Gaulle. Like, like, was, like, there were assassination attempts on French presidents' lives for, like, trying to get out of, uh, like, their colonial holdings. Like, they also have like really serious like deep state issues as well that are connected to these oligarchic connections in the United States and elsewhere so yeah. like yeah it, so like it, i saw i saw somebody saying you know uh, left left if if ukraine wants to join nato then ukraine should be allowed to join nato and but like you're you're behaving as if ukraine is just one of so many equal actors on the world stage making its own decisions and deciding and, that and that's not like, what that's it, not what's happening yeah and that nato is like a benign uh you know peaceful organization yeah, yeah. like it's a fuck like it's a fucking starbucks that you can just like stop by <laughs> and hop in and grab a latte if you feel like it yeah. and leave yeah like, that's that, not you no, know keep, the... keeping ukraine from joining nato that's doing a racism <laughs> you know like pretty, pretty problematic yeah like what, what do you got against them huh well so i think we figured all that out <laughs> yeah yeah, uh, settled. yeah so anyway uh i have no idea what's going to happen no neither no do I. fucking idea what's it going will to pro- happen. things will probably be different by the time this airs yeah like that's good thing we spent so much time talking about the past yeah. So yeah. So that it stays. Yeah, that's, stays relevant. that's there. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know about that. The, yeah, certain time machine research uh, anomalies <laughs> aside, I think that that was probably <laughs> Nevergreen section. Well, now that I've made myself uncomfortable by voicing opinions on things that I don't feel well versed in and that seem to be controversial, <laughs> why don't we hit a, hit a wildflower? Wait, wait. <laughs> Your comfort needs to be centered right now. I really think it should be. <laughs> <laughs> Mine too. Yeah. Mine too. Um, uh, has no one thought about Western podcasters yeah. in all of this? Yeah. Check the check toll it might us. be taking on us. Yeah. People are mad at Bernie Sanders. I don't know. I'm just very, I'm very scared. It's a scary time. <laughs> Why do they keep yelling at the DSA? <laughs> <laughs> um, good news. COVID cases are down 90% over the past six weeks. Yeah. In the U.S. There um, we go. You know, um, even in the U.S., yeah, where we couldn't keep those cases down for nothing, where yeah. we still have like twenty percent of the world's COVID deaths, yeah, yeah. and we're like four percent of the world's population, yeah. Wildflower, wildflower, wildflower. it's a wildflower. Yes. Hey, that is drastically improved. Yeah, we're, we're down a whole order of magnitude, people. Yeah, uh, so you know, 
we're at sub Huzzah. we're at sub nine eleven per every day levels of death. That's good. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's better. It's yeah. nice to be able to do some things normally. Um, I am like seeing these takes. I have to get off Twitter. Okay, yeah, I'm please. sorry. <laughs> this is the last thing that I'll say about Twitter, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but of people that are like. <sighs> Some people are like, what, are we just going to wear masks forever? And I say, yes. And I am very uncomfortable with the idea that there are people who want to just go everywhere in their whole life wearing a mask for the rest of their lives. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, we're always wearing a mask. Like, do we want, like, Like little children, like sitting in in school, like wearing masks all day forever. I don't know. I just think that's a little deranged, but some people are really into it. Some people like it. I like that walking around in a balaclava is no longer seen as ultra sus. Yeah. 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 And, you know, I think that we we can enjoy that for a couple more seasons. Um, And I also think that, you know, um, when I have the sniffles. I'm going to be wearing a mask. Hell yeah. I Just, think you know. that I think we should absolutely create a culture in which people wear masks when they don't feel so hot. Or maybe even like we always wear one on mass transit or something. Yeah. Just, um, you know, a common but the, courtesy. But the problem is that like that would require a culture of common courtesy. And I think that yeah. it's actually that element that we're missing and not really the mask so well, much. you know, you just got to got to be the light that you yeah. want to shine in the world. Absolutely. So, you know, I'm going to be walking around in a scary ass balaclava forever. <laughs> and sometimes I'm going to be wearing an N95 underneath. Yeah. And you won't know, but just assume. Trust yeah. me. Trust yeah. me. If I I'm feeling bad, I'll wear one. We may have caused two strains of the of the flu to go extinct over the course of this pandemic because oh, of really? our masking. Yeah. That's fucking cool. Yeah. Well, there's a wildflower right there. Uh, maybe I should have <laughs> brought that one with me to the table, but yeah, they 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 believe that we may have uh Killed off two strain, two of the four major flu virus strains. Yeah, man, we, we we're even trying. We're sh- even trying for that one. Yeah, yeah, we should have gotten around to that. Yeah, that that's, was that's feeding two birds with one scone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Damn straight. Oh gosh. All right. Anything else, fellas? <sighs> that is plenty. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Iron Weeds. We hope you enjoyed it. Um, and bonus episode is sitting on my desktop right now, and I will be releasing it soon. Um, I feel like I'm holding it hostage a little bit, so I don't know what I want, but I will make my demands known. No, I'm just kidding. It'll be out. It'll be out before the end of the month, hopefully. So the 26th. Oh, fuck. All right. It'll, I'll try to get it out. And, uh, that's about it. Thank you so much for supporting the show. Head on over to our Patreon for bonus episodes that I eventually release sometime. Patreon.com slash Ironweeds. Um, for as little as a dollar a month. And, uh, I hope folks are enjoying Reaction. I am terrified of finishing the series, and it's not done yet, but I do hope that if you've been listening, that you're enjoying it. It's really good. It's wicked good. Thank you so much. Did you resolve the thing with episode? I did. Yeah, yeah. I had like some weird thing with my podcast app, but yeah, um, no, it's wicked good. I I just finished three, so there's still one more that's been released, right, that I got to listen to. um, And two more that I got to write. Phil Schlafly. What What? a broad. Yeah. (laughs) What a broad. I wasn't going to say it. I wasn't going to say it. Um. All right. And uh, in the meantime, you can keep up with us on the uh, horrible website, (laughs) twitter.com. Ironweed Spot. You can find us on Instagram. Ironweed Spot. And you can, of course, send us an email. Why don't you? At Ironweed Spot. At gmail.com. And thank you so much. We love you. Bye-bye. War sucks. Bye. Peace. (laughs) 